Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights the work of community leaders, tech entrepreneurs, nonprofit professionals, and talent development advocates in Tulsa. Grow With Us is a podcast of In Tulsa. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we are in conversation with Marcella Swenson, the Executive Director of Tulsa Response. We discuss the origins of Tulsa Response, the importance of public assistance enrollment programs, and how Tulsans can get access to benefits like SNAP, Medicaid, and volunteer income tax preparation services. with us, Marcella. I'm super excited to have you on this episode. Thank you, Evan. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be so good. I, I kind of always start the episode a little bit with like what my history is with the guests a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were there on my first day in this whole ecosystem of craziness. I yes. love it. <laughs> yes. When you were just an, an turn at the very beginning of your journey here. Yes. I, I feel like it was really interesting to kind of like intersect at that time with so many people that like I still see it out in, in Tulsa and, and doing amazing things. Um, some people are on their way in and some people were on their way out. And I think for you, you were a little bit on your way out to start this that we're going to be talking about exactly. today. Exactly. I unfortunately hardly got to interact with you and the other attenturns because I think by the time you joined, uh, I was on this little uh, Tulsa Response Island yes. and only got to come up for air every once in a while. <laughs> but you were a star intern, a tenturn. Oh, thank you. It's <laughs> it's led to all of this, which I guess I can definitely give huge kudos to the attento team and just, I guess, Kudos to myself a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. <laughs> you you made this opportunity for yourself. Yes, which is so cool. Well, we're not here to talk about me. I'm really, really excited to talk to you and and get this time together, uh, learn a little bit more about your organization and all the amazing work you guys are doing. So let's just jump right in. Do you mind uh, introducing yourself and yeah. telling us your story in whatever way you're comfortable? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Marcella Swenson. I'm the executive director of Tulsa Responds. Um, I'm a native Coloradan. Uh, moved to Tulsa three and a half years ago uh, for a very different job than the one I'm doing now. Uh, I was working for Atento Capital, which uh, I had that job for about three months when the pandemic hit and just changed everything. Uh, I was here to help with economic development in Tulsa, and my particular role involved bringing people on planes to Tulsa and traveling around them, uh, traveling them around the the city, and. All of those flights were grounded. My job changed in major ways. Uh, my boss at the time, Mike Bosch, said, you are going to run a task force for eight weeks. You're going to help local businesses apply for emergency uh, SBA funding. And then, you know, it's just going to be an eight-week program. And then you'll go back to your previous role. And as we all know, the pandemic lasted a little bit longer than those two weeks then that we were yeah. told that we'd just stay home. Uh, and so within a couple of months, in fact, less than that, I think that the need for what Tulsa Response was doing was made very apparent that um, there, there's kind of always an emergency. There's always some sort of need that we could fill. And so... My my temporary task force job became my full-time job. And so now I'm 
running a wonderful organization with really wonderful people. I, I say the most caring people in the city of Tulsa. Uh, and what we do at Tulsa Responds is we do one-on-one navigation assistance for low-income households who qualify for public uh, benefits programs such as SNAP, Medicaid, ACP, which is an internet subsidy program that a lot of people haven't heard of. Uh, and then our our big program is doing free tax filing. And that's kind of our, our entry point to uh, introducing families to these programs. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love I love everything that you guys do for so many reasons. Um, one, I'll just start with the name. Tulsa needed to respond to something uh, during the pandemic. And it was this, there was so much going on in the city. You had um, obviously a global unprecedented p- pandemic that affected our lives in so many ways. It's still affecting our lives mm-hmm. to this day. And what is the city's you know, what What are the cities supposed to do to support their citizens? And I think um, what's kind of demonstrated in Tulsa a lot is that people just do stuff. Mm-hmm. People that have a calling to serve or um, have great ideas are able to plug into, you know, funding sources or um, people that are entrepreneurial minded and things get things get started and created out of Essentially nothing. I mean, like you said, a task force. That's yeah. It's basically like a focus group that does work and stuff mm-hmm. on a specific thing. And then it's spun up and up and up into so many different things, which is so, so awesome to hear. Um, and I'm, I'm so excited to talk more about like getting people enrolled in these uh, mm-hmm. types of benefits because it's something that I feel like uh, me personally as a longtime Tolson and kind of somewhere uh, in my life, I've always kind of identified in uh, the way I grew up is like lower middle class. And when you're thinking about class as it relates to all mm-hmm. these things, you know, what are we, um, I guess, like able to have access to and what you don't have access to? A lot of these things are income based. And the thing I felt like I had to demystify was like what social services are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something that, you know, in some in some way it's politicized, of course. Yes. And also um, you're you're made to think that you never need it. And there's sometimes in your life when you do. Mm-hmm. Or that there's some shame in taking it. Absolutely. Or that there's, if you take it, then someone else can't have it. And so you should, it's not for you. It's for someone else who needs it more. Yeah. And and I don't know what it is about that. That's the, there's obviously lots of reasons why that sentiment is out there. But I really just appreciate uh, the mission and of the work that you all, that you all do. And then obviously the the amount of people that you all help is is, is speaking for itself and everything. So um, I'll jump right into kind of Tulsa as yeah. the landscape for this program. What has uh, your relationship with Tulsa been, um, maybe personally yeah. and also professionally? So I visited Tulsa for the first time in uh, the fall of 2019, had never been to Oklahoma, had no idea what Tulsa was or what it would be like. And my friend, same friend, my my boss, Mike Bosch at Atento said, just come visit for a weekend. Worst case scenario, you're seeing a new part of the country and spending time with friends. So we came here. We had a one and a half year old daughter at the time. And we saw Tulsa and saw that there was this vibrant city that had so much to do, uh, culture, parks, I mean, the gathering place, um, and really just a, a wonderful community. We came through an organization called Tulsa Tomorrow, which brings young Jewish families back to Tulsa. And so we were plugged into this Jewish community right when we 
during our first visit. And then we took a second visit because I was like, is this the Truman <laughs> Show? Because people are too nice. And I liked it even more the second time. Um, and and I just realized that for a young family with, with a young child, this is a really great digestible city where we can put down roots and make good friends uh, and and have an impact. That was the biggest thing to me is someone on that first trip said, I, I was asking questions like, why doesn't the city do this? Why don't they do that? Because this was at the time when the centennial of the Tulsa race massacre was about a year and a half out. Mm -hmm. And so I had a lot of questions about what the city was doing. And someone said to me, you know, Tulsa could really use someone like you. And I'm like, oh, oh well, <laughs> now I have to come because I like to feel needed. Yes. Uh, so... By that was in October, and by January, I'd moved and started in this new role. And uh, Tulsa was very different because of the pandemic, but in in a really great way, where people really stepped up. And something that I I love about the city is that that tape that would exist in other cities, where it's like, well, we gotta you know go through all these people and gatekeepers in order to do something. I was told one day, you're going to run this task force. There's a meeting in three days, start hiring people. And in our first meeting, four hours later, there was a website up and the mayor of the city was announcing this task force that we were doing. And it was, I mean, just the speed at which that this happened was insane. And it's continued to go that way. Um, we're funded in large part by the George Kaiser Family Foundation. And they they attack poverty from so many different angles, and they they don't just wait around for like uh, let's let's go through these different things. Like no, here here's a problem. Let's see, do you think you could fix it? And so give it a shot. And you know, it's a, we're we're doing this on a small scale. I think of it as kind of a laboratory. And if it works, then we can scale up. And so what we started doing would, uh, was. Um, this one-on-one -on -one navigation, people would call this. Everything we did at the time was remote. Um, and we saw that it was working because in the middle of the pandemic to expect that people, when they, their kids are home, they don't know what's going on. They don't know how long this, this whole stay at home thing is going to be going on. Their businesses are just shuttered all of a sudden. They, their world is upside down. They don't know what to do. And so we were that partner that could say, we know a little bit more, not much, but a little bit more because we have some some legal uh, some legal talking people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, our the the GKFF's uh, lawyers had taken a look at the um, like the instructions that the government was giving. It was like, okay, we think that this is what they're doing. This is how we're supposed to apply for. These funds. So we we walked through those applications with the businesses. And during that program, we helped over 800 businesses apply for ooh, close to a thousand um loans. That's PP or sorry, PPP and um Oh man, I've forgotten like all this SBA funding. Mm -hmm. I've blushed all this information out of my brain because it's been three years since we started doing that. Yeah. But we did almost uh, help bring almost $200 million back to Tulsa through those loans. And That's much amazing. of it was grants and, and forgivable loans. Um, and so then GKFF was like, well, um, we need to pass Medicaid. There's a special question 
um, in June of 2020 that um, to expand Medicaid to Oklahoma. And so we basically were a paid uh, call center or phone bank just getting the the awareness out about this vote. And that vote passed by 700 votes. I think wow. less than 700, I think. Tight so election. It was so tight. Um, it was less than a percentage point. It might have been 7,000. Sorry, don't quote me. Again, Still. it's been three years. Um, <laughs> but then, so Medicaid was expanded to Oklahoma. And so then, like, okay, what else do we need? So then we added um, uh, this internet program. So helped get, so far we've helped over 2,000 families apply for this $75 in an internet subsidy called the um, Affordable Connectivity Program, which that program has changed its name about three times. <laughs> um, but I encourage everybody to look and see if you qualify for that. Um, it's $75 off of your monthly internet bill. So there's, and it's very easy to apply to. Um, and then we added on, um, we helped do some voter registration. We then added on Medicaid enrollment. Uh, then we realized, Hey, everyone who, who, uh, qualifies for Medicaid, they probably qualify for SNAP. Like yeah. let's, let's try to enroll them at the same time. So then we added that program on. And then um, our friends at uh, Restore Hope Ministries, they had been, they were distributing funds for emergency rental assistance. And they had worked with a national organization to help process those applications. And things weren't going great with their partners. So they said, we need a local partner who understands Tolson's and who can, who can help their clients out with these applications and with compassion. Yeah. And so then within a, a matter of a couple of weeks, we turned that program around and helped over 6,000 families apply for $23 million in rental assistance. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So we just keep going on and, and whatever the new need is, and like there is always something new. Yeah. Um, so whatever that need is, we see how can we adapt? How can we adjust our processes so that we can help those households. Because what we've seen is uh, someone who qualifies for one program, they probably qualify for at least one or more public programs. So instead of putting the onus on those households to to know about these programs and to find those programs and, and wade through all of the very complicated application forms for that, why don't we walk through that process with them because we are, we have uh 30 some navigators who are doing this every day. They know what they're doing now. Yeah. Why don't we take their experience and, um, and help make this process much easier for those households and make, make those households feel like they have a partner in Tulsa, someone who's looking out for them, someone who, um, who cares and who will follow up. Cause that's, that's one thing that we do really well is that we follow up and we are persistent. Yeah, no, that's amazing. There's so many things I want to touch on. I, I want to just first say, I think you guys landed on such a great word for the people that work with you guys, um, navigators. Mm -hmm. How do you, That that's the first question that I would think of if like, uh, you know, I knew these programs existed and I wanted to apply for them. How do I navigate the process? How do I know what, if there, if I have one question, it feels like a barrier. Mm -hmm. And so having someone there to help provide assistance in, in so many ways, whether it's the legalese to read through mm -hmm. or understanding qualifications or, you know, knowing what type of documentation you have to provide. All of these things are things that are so 
important to the the programs getting to the right people, Mm -hmm. but also extremely dissuasive to someone that doesn't have the time to fill that out. And so having a navigator there to Mm -hmm. help them is so, so amazing. Well, what I say about these programs is um, to be poor in our country is extremely expensive. Uh, You you need to have several jobs just to make ends meet. You are thinking about your children, who's taking care of them, how am I getting my next meal? Um, and there, there are a lot of things that become more expensive because like if you want to own a car and you don't have a great credit rating, oh good luck. Yeah. Your interest rate on your car, if you're lucky enough to get that car, is going to be like 25%, where other people who have generational wealth can, like I've bought almost every car that I've ever owned, I've bought it from my parents. Yeah. Because I, you know, it's one of those things. If you're, if you come from a more privileged background, you can do things like that. But if you are trying to pull yourself up from your bootstraps and your, your parents or grandparents didn't have a car, then you have to go to probably a predatory car salesman who's going to send you to a predatory loan provider. And, and it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. And it's a cycle that, um, keeps repeating for the generations that come from that as well. Mm -hmm. That's why um, intergenerational poverty Mm -hmm. exists, uh, just in almost the same way intergenerational wealth exists. Exactly. um, It's so so awesome to hear. I love um, just knowing that there's someone, (laughs) there's someone, multiple ones, um, here to help someone navigate through that process. Mm -hmm. I, I think that like, um, kind of hinting back to that uh, conversation we had at the very beginning, like, you know, the there is something, there's a narrative out there that tries to dissuade you mm-hmm. to need this. Yeah. And I think even having that empathy from a navigator to mm-hmm. say that you're someone that this program was made for. Mm-hmm. Hearing that from someone that knows, you know, how to navigate all the way through the whole process is so empowering. It, it's not... It, it's even more, I feel like, uh, the bootstrapping mentality mm-hmm. in, in a good way, <laughs> you know, where someone's going to help you pull we'll, yourself we'll, up by the bootstraps. We'll help you tie your shoes. We'll help Literally. you. <laughs> if we have a shoehorn. We're going to get, <laughs> we're going to help you get up. You're going to get in those yes. boots. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, you've kind of already touched on this a little bit, but like just a brief history and overview of the organization mm-hmm. as it is today. Yeah. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah. So we started April 1st of 2020. Um, we we started under Atento Capital, and then later we were transitioned under Tulsa Community Foundation. Uh, we started with that SBA program. Uh, we no longer do anything with local businesses, um, but we found that our niche is more with those low-income households. So we slowly started adding new programs on over the over 2020. Um, so we went from SBA to uh, tax filing with our partners at Goodwill. Uh, voter registration, uh, getting out the vote for 802. We don't do anything with voter registration or getting out the vote right now, but I hope that we can return to that. Um, And then uh, we added on our uh, internet subsidy program that summer of 2020. That's still going. Uh, The following summer, we added on Medicaid. Later that fall of 21, we added on SNAP. Um, And then Restore Hope in in January of 22, um, and then we have a new program with in Tulsa called Wayfinder. And this one I'm super excited about because the current programs that we do, they're they're all about helping stabilize a household by um, we're going to help you get your tax refund and get a little bit of extra cash in your pocket. 
um, health insurance so that medical emergencies aren't going to bankrupt you. Yeah. Uh, SNAP, so you have some some food security, uh, the emergency rental assistance for those who are facing eviction. Um, but what Wayfinder does is once you've reached a level of stability and you can start thinking about what's next, how do I get to that next level where I'm not living paycheck to paycheck? Maybe I want to get a degree. I want to earn uh, higher wages. Wayfinder is a, it's kind of like your college guidance counselor or high school guidance counselor says, okay, what are your interests? Evan, Mm -hmm. what do you want to do? What makes you tick? What would give you uh, satisfaction in your career. Where, what do you know? What are, you, what's your background now, and where do you want to go? And then, based on on your answers, then we'll say, well, here's a great program, Holberton. You want to code, uh, but you you uh, need to keep earning a living so that you can take care of your kids. Well, Holberton has a coding school. You don't have to pay up front, but and you can get a living wage stipend. Um, if that's not your thing, here's some classes at TCC or Tulsa Tech. Uh, so we really want, through Wayfinder, want to help these households go from being on those programs and depending on those programs to hopefully leveling up their career and being able to get off those programs and create that, like make that jump in in their job opportunities and hopefully get out of that cycle of of generational poverty. Yeah, it's it's such an important next step um, and and logical for the organization to you know think about how to uplift uh, families out of you know poverty and and while assisting them through it. I mm-hmm. think that that's the an important note I want to make is that you know you're approaching folks that qualify for these programs with empathy and mm-hmm. and and no shame and you know, not not trying to uh, tell them that we'll help you now and then the next time you got to help yourself or whatever. No, it's yeah. you will help them reapply mm-hmm. if, they, if their situation hasn't changed in a year because we know that people are dynamic, but people cannot change within a timeline. And well, and it's not the people that need to change. It's our society yeah, it's that, that it's yeah, it's keeping Absolutely. people in place um, because it gives a little bit, but not enough to actually change their economic situation. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what we're hoping to achieve with White, with Wayfinder is that they can actually change their financial situation. Yeah, which is it's, which is amazing. There really are, um, you know, we've been in this workforce development. Mm-hmm. I guess I've been in workforce development now almost uh, three years, and so interesting to see the landscape, all the programs popping up. Mm-hmm. We've got Cyber Skills Center, the Holberton School. There's more and more opportunities mm-hmm. to. Um, jump into these new and emerging industries. And, you know, tech is a big focus for mm-hmm. for Tulsa and kind of this ecosystem we've built here. But uh, it's also, there, there's also so many other ways to get involved and and to find that career. I mm-hmm. love that that question is like, um, the, the question for Wayfinder is like, well, what are you interested in? Mm-hmm. It's not just like, what's going to make you the most money? Yeah. It's actually personalizing the experience um, based on where you've been, you know, understanding your history and, mm-hmm. and how you've gotten to where you're at. And then what is the next step? Mm-hmm. It's, it's so meet, meeting people where they are. Yeah. That's a really, really important thing. And it's providing that that accountability. Um, there's a productivity model called or technique called body doubling. Mm. And that's why people go to coffee shops to work because you're around other people who are working. So if you can 
have someone on the phone who says, hey, let's talk through this and I'm going to follow up with you in a yeah. week and see where you are with this application. And, and that goes for not just Wayfinder, but our, our other applications like Snap is a two-part process. Yeah. Um, and so we'll we'll find out, like we'll say, we're going to call you in a week or we're going to call you in a month and see. Um, and knowing that there's someone who's going to be checking up on you gives you that little bit of... Um, I don't know, motivation to, to make that phone call. Or even if it's like, you know what? I didn't do it, but I'll do it right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if people say this, but poverty can be very isolating. I, yes. I think that you're not necessarily always surrounded by people that are uplifting themselves out mm -hmm. of that. And so for it to be demonstrated or even, like you said, the accountability piece mm -hmm. is super, super important. Um, it's kind of focusing on the growth of your mm -hmm. team. I think it's been really remarkable to see how You've gone from a team of one, a task mm -hmm. force of many to, you know, almost 30 navigators mm -hmm. to now the folks that I see in our 3N office every day, which yes. love seeing them. Uh, su such good people. Um, can you tell us how you've grown this organization? No, <laughs> <laughs> because it's happened so fast. It's it's crazy. It uh, I feel like I'm living in a dream that I am in like I, I get to lead this organization that is 37 people large. Like I don't know how I got here. It sometimes feels like a fever dream. Yeah. Um, I can say it's because I have a really great team under me and they are really wonderful at what they do. Um, I, my director of operations, who is currently on parental leave, he just had twins, uh, but shout out to Levi State. Congrats, that's awesome. Yes, he is... Um, he is really great at operations and also creating a very positive team culture. And I think that that has been the key to our success because it isn't just let's put some bodies in, in a chair and have them make these phone calls. If you do not care about the person on the other side of the desk or the phone or the computer screen, it will not work. And yeah. so our secret sauce is compassion and empathy and a lot of our navigators have been in these positions where they've needed these services. And so they understand and they also hear these stories every day and get to feel good about the work that they're doing. And so um, when I think it started from the point of interviewing them for the jobs, Levi would always do a great job of communicating. This empathy is the number one quality that you need to have. And so that kind of filters out people who are like, I'm just here for a paycheck. Absolutely. So that that is our number one way of growing is creating a culture and um, a team that you want to be around that that wants to do this work day in and day out. Um, and it's also been saying yes to opportunities and having a really great support system with our funders at GKFF and then also under the the best initiative, which is birth rate strategy for Tulsa. Uh, we we've just been given so many resources of like, we see what you're doing. We believe in what you're doing. Here's someone who's going to help you write a grant or here's someone who's going to do a, a data capacity assessment so that you can grow what you're doing and keep doing what you're good at and not try to be an expert in everything. Yeah. We have the experts who can help you do those things. So I think um, the to grow, I've just had to get out of the way of, myself and say, I, I trust other people to be able to do this work and that I can meet people. I can 
learn about other projects, bring them back to my team and say, is this something that we can do? Can we, can we make this happen? Um, and then trust that they will be able to put together the, the different pieces, um, both, both, uh, human resources wise, but also tech wise, uh, to be able to do these jobs because a lot of this is like, we have a dozen different tech platforms to contact people to remind us who to who to call back how are they calling us how are we send, um, sending out text messages etc so um it's just it's really about having a good team under me absolutely no that's I love hearing that and I think I think you hit the nail on the head but like how to scale it's 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 gotta have that personal connection I think I love to hear that sentiment you know the person on both ends of the phone have to have, uh, an understanding of where they are. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's such an important piece to um, providing the service that you provide. I, I think there's, there can be, there could potentially be like a disconnect in um, kind of the call center culture mm -hmm. of like, you know, I'm on the phone with someone that I, I don't even know where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. I don't know what their background is. I don't know anything. And so what, mm -hmm. what's my incentive to help them? Mm -hmm. It's obviously uh, flipping the script on that pun intended with call centers, mm -hmm. like, you know, not having necessarily a script of, you know, do you do what did, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's not necessarily monotonous, or it follows the path of the person mm -hmm. instead of the path of the sale or the path yeah. of the delivery or, or whatever, what I have you. Um, I love that. And, and I would just say that like your team um, that's in the office quite a bit is super, super great. Very uh, engaged with kind of what the office culture at mm -hmm. 3N and fit, fit right in. Um, I have a soft spot for Joelle. Joelle and I did the new you, new you program together ah, and we both started okay. new opportunities mm -hmm. like right after the conclusion yes. of that program along with someone else mm -hmm. on my team. So um, it's really cool to kind of see people that I had never, I had never interacted with in mm -hmm. the ecosystem. Kind of make their way into the ecosystem mm -hmm. after some time has passed. So yes. it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, Joelle is great. She's our community engagement specialist, which is helping us like really take off in terms of reputation and learning about other programs and organizations within Tulsa, and for them to learn about us. She's going to so many events, and so that that has been a huge weight off of my mind of always feeling like I don't know if people know about us. And I feel like I don't know enough about what opportunities are available to our clients. Cause that's one thing that we always try to do is when we're done enrolling you in whatever service that you've come to us for, we're, our navigators are listening for certain words like, okay, if they say that they need uh, school supplies, we are going to tell them about the back to school fair that is taking place at their school or at this organization so that they can they can meet those other needs. We're we're really about that relationship and not making them feel like nope. You we're this is our lane. Like absolutely. I don't know. That I should say this. We don't really have a lane. Like we have a lane, but we're <laughs> always like a uh, you know Tesla that's like looking around like three sixty. Yes. Like I'm looking for everything else too outside <laughs> of my lane. I love it. It's like staying in your lane if your lane was helping everyone. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's kind of talk about uh, the the direct delivery of these mm -hmm. services. You know, where can people meet Tulsa mm -hmm. Responds and and either learn more about them or um, get signed up to to talk to a navigator? Well, so the easiest way, wherever you are listening to this right now, pull up your phone or your computer, go to TulsaResponds.org. That's responds with an S. Um, uh, 
not response, but tulsaresponds.org. And that's where you can submit a um, a form to be contacted for one, any one of our programs. So wherever you are, that's the easiest thing you can do right now. But we know that people need to be found. So we, what has really worked for us is that we try to meet people wherever they are by partnering with other organizations throughout the city and um, attending their events. We also embed in um, in the offices of different organizations, and we are constantly changing and adding on where we where we have a footprint. Because sometimes you're we've been at doctors' offices, and after a month or two, you've cut you start to see the same faces. Uh, so I, I kind of think of them as like fishing holes and we have our fishing poles and um, sometimes you, you've you addressed all of the fish. <laughs> you've tagged you've them all. You've enrolled all those fish in Snap uh, <laughs> and now it's time to find a different pond. Um, but we we try to have a, a presence all over the city. Um, some of our, our mainstays are South Tulsa Community House. Um, we are at um, um, Martin Regional Library. We are... Um, neighbors along the lines is one we've been with for a long time. We partner with Goodwill, so we're we're uh, you can find us a couple days a week at their um, South Boulevard, Southwest Boulevard location, and their Yale location. Um, we we're really just looking for every opportunity to embed at these at these various organizations, so that we can meet people where if they're getting a service already then we're also there saying, hi, do you also need this? So like an example is emergency infant services. Um, If you're there to to go get diapers or formula or whatever it is for your your infant, we will be there and we'll offer to enroll you in Medicaid and SNAP and ACP. Oh, that's awesome. No, that's, I love that you said, um, you know, we know that people need to be found. I think that's such an important part. I know I love saying that. That's so important. Um, it's really, it really is important because there's so many services out there mm-hmm. that are just not necessarily like sitting on their hands waiting for people mm-hmm. to come to them, but you have this illusion that your product or your service is so desirable mm-hmm. that people will come find mm-hmm. you. And with services like this, the they won't. Mm-hmm. And and with a population like this, yeah. it's hard for them to. Yes. There's, like we were talking about earlier on, there's jobs, there's kids, there's all these responsibilities mm-hmm. that are actually creating noise in that person's life mm-hmm. to where these things that could help them aren't even on their radar. Yeah. And so I love that you kind of pair it with that. You know, if they're already taking that initiative in mm-hmm. one way, we're here to help wrap around mm-hmm. and find that other way mm-hmm. that we can help uh, service that individual and their family. So yeah. I really find that very admirable. When we're we're not trying to be everything to everybody. We are trying to find those people that that need that extra leg up. The the people who in order to enroll in these services, they need a little bit of partnership. And so there are people who can who can apply for these online without any problem. But there are people like myself, I lack executive functioning. <laughs> uh, I need someone, I need accountability in order to to do some of like just everyday things. And so these these programs, they're complicated to enroll in. And so we we help the stars align for you. We don't we don't expect those those stars to align because if, if you do that, um, if you just wait for everything to be perfect, for you to have that quiet moment, for your kids to be asleep, for you know, work not to be 
um, you know, knocking at your door, you won't enroll in it. So we will call you. We will find you. If you if you reach out to us, we will be persistent and keep reaching out to you and help you enroll in these programs. Which is awesome. So let's kind of round out this discussion um, with a little bit of looking towards the future. You know, how do you all plan on expanding and what are some of your current major projects that you have? How much time do we have left? No. Um, so this is a really big year for us. We are we're trying to become more sophisticated in how we offer our services. One of those big ways, and I feel like I've been talking about this since we've started, but this is really the year that's going to happen. Is uh, we're working on a customer relationship management platform. Uh, we just we're almost done with this uh, data capacity assessment that has been helping us figure out what is the best way, what is the best platform to do this um, so that we, when when you come to us through SNAP, we know that we've also offered Medicaid to you, that you filed uh, your taxes with us, that you are receiving the ACP subsidy, and then also any programs that we add on down the line that we know, okay, Evan, we we know that he has a kid and he is he qualifies for SNAP. And so we think that he would be a great person to enroll in this new program. We have FAFSA re- resources now, mm-hmm. so let's do that. So, um that that is the big that will be the linchpin that will um that will really make what we do much more efficient and make me feel better that we're we're not letting anyone slip through the cracks. Yeah. Uh so that's that's a big one. Um our other one which I'm really excited about is we are looking for a storefront. We've identified a location that I think is is going to be really fantastic that will serve kind of both the North Tulsa and East Tulsa um areas and has Plenty of parking, which is a key thing, um, uh, and is easy to find, and has a lot of foot traffic because we want we want people to see us. We want to become a name that that people are familiar with. Yeah. Um, so that should be coming online this this fall, I think. Ooh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. We're that will just add a lot of capacity for us to just always have a, a presence rather than. Hopefully, we'll see you on Monday when we are at yeah. Justice Link. We'll meet you there. Yeah, <laughs> like you now, you know where to find us. So yeah. that's a big one. Um, we recently applied to become or to to have a financial empowerment counselor program. So we don't know if we we got that yet, but um, we're hoping that we can have a few financial empowerment counselors. Uh, uh, under the Tulsa Responds banner. Uh, but we also do refer people to the financial empowerment counselors at Goodwill. And this is a citywide program. So we're just hoping to add um, a little bit of capacity to the to the demand that is um, like the overwhelming demand for these services within the city. Um, and then we're, we are meeting with different universities and Tulsa Community College trying to um, work on an internship program, especially for our VITA program, because that is where we have the most demand and um, have, we just need to add more capacity. So we, um, we're really just trying to, to expand and, and be, have a more reliable place to or for people to find us. That's amazing. No, I'm so, so glad to hear all of those things. And um, you've got a big fan over here across the table. <laughs> Thanks, um, I Yeah, I, I just, if there's any way that uh, people can support you and or I can continue to support you guys, like mm-hmm. please let me and our audience know because uh, I, I am so passionate about the delivery of these services and, and really the whole mission of what you guys do. So I, I'm just, I'm really 
sitting in awe. Um, I do want to give you the opportunity to uh, kind of share with us any impacts uh, in impact numbers or mm-hmm. what as the Tulsa community <laughs> responded back mm-hmm. to Tulsa Responds, yes. if you will. Um, well, so in our three and a half years, so we've done um, for our, our internet subsidy program, we've helped over 2,100 households enroll in that, which is uh, we estimate around $2.2 million in free internet subsidies back to the to the community. Um, our VITA program, which is Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program, that's what we do with Goodwill. Um, over, We've done four seasons with them now, and this last season was our biggest season yet. We did 4,000 tax returns. That's completely free. It's amazing. Um, so one big way you can help us is just get the word out about these programs and specifically uh, VITA because this is something that people don't know that um, if your income is around $60,000, you can get your taxes done for free. And a lot of people either don't file their taxes because they don't owe, but they don't realize that they are leaving certain tax credits on the table when they don't file their taxes mm-hmm. or they're paying a paid preparer to do their taxes. And so then that's money that they're not getting back. Oh. And so for... For households with children, this is sometimes like 25% of their annual income. 25%. That's insane. Yes. (laughs) Um, And so we helped bring back $5.2 million to the Tulsa economy just this year. And over our four seasons, we've helped bring back $17 million in refunds to the city. And that, that helps everybody because the city budget is based off of um, the sales tax. And so that $17 million that was just going to stay federal taxes up at the Capitol is brought back to Tulsa and is spent in our local stores and contributes to the economy and then um, makes our city budget bigger. Absolutely. Uh, and then Medicaid, we've enrolled 20, 2,100 households there, and that's an estimated $4.5 million in impact. SNAP is 1,800 households that have been enrolled, which is an estimated impact of $2.7 million. And then the Restore Hope program, around 6,300 households have, um, we've helped process those applications for $23.6 million. And so our grand total, drum roll, um, in, in our three and a half years is $50 million in financial impact and 24000 enrollments or what whatever that service is, whether that be tax filing or enrollments, um, grants, et cetera, it's uh, 24000 And that's not including the $200 million and, and uh, 800 businesses that we helped at the very the PPP, beginning. Yeah. Yes. So... Uh. That's our that's our impact. That is amazing. No, I thank you so much for running us through that. I, I think it it obviously speaks to the value of your work and um, the value of this organization existing and providing these services to Tolsons. And so um, I don't take it lightly uh, at all, uh, and and hope that I speak for many people when I say thank you. <laughs> I I will pass the thank you on to my team because they're the Absolutely. ones who it, it takes a lot emotionally to to have that empathy every day and to show up for people. Um, and I'm I'm just so privileged that I get to be in a position like this and and feel like every day I'm I'm helping to roll this boulder up a hill. I mean, there, there, there will always be a need. And I just feel really grateful and thankful to our funders that, that they've entrusted an organization like this to me and, and to our team. Yeah. So thank you navigators too. Uh, Big shout out to them. Uh, Marcella, this has been an amazing Mm -hmm. conversation. I I've learned so much kind of just in 
and just how we talk about this as uh, as uh, civil servants and, and people that think about development and, and uplifting folks from uh, their current situations. It's, it really is important to have it starting from um, that, you know, poverty level, poverty mm-hmm. line um, and meeting people where they're at. Um, and and finding people when they need mm-hmm. to be found. I love that phrase. Um, and so I, I really just am so appreciative of this conversation and the work that you do. And I'm so excited to share it with our audience. Oh, thank you, Evan. I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. And I hope people listening will share this with anyone that they may know that might benefit from these services. Absolutely. And we'll have a lot of your resources um, linked in our show notes. Um, where you can find as well as um, our social media post um, plugging you guys and your information. So thank you so much um, for being on this episode. The pleasure is mine. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow With Us. Grow With Us is supported by Intulsa Initiatives. If you are interested in learning more about Intulsa services for job placement and workforce development, please visit talent.intulsa.com. From there, you can join our talent network where you'll get access to our newsletter and our talent team will make sure you put the right opportunities on your radar. We put the choice to pursue a new career and opportunities in your hands. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing. It really helps. Grow With Us is edited and engineered by Rant9 Productions and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us. Grow With Us.